Hello, and welcome to the Brain Mastery Podcast, brought to you by ABI Wellness. This series features renowned experts on brain injury, brain health, and rehabilitation. Be sure to visit abiwellness.com for more resources. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the Brain Mastery Podcast. Today is an exciting episode. Uh, we're, We're coming to you live from both Vancouver, British Columbia, and also uh, in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, today, I, I'm quite excited to, to be speaking with Dr. David Glazer, who currently serves as a medical director of the VA Polytrauma Rehab Center at Hunter Homes. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to get to know uh, David just over the past couple of weeks and uh, have been really um, impressed with him and, and his approach. It's quite unique. Um, to this work, and uh, it's really rooted in service. So, David, thanks for coming on with us today. Is there anything I missed in your in your bio? You you hit the bullseye. You're great. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Oh, it's my pleasure, and and just thank you so much for the work that 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 you do. So, David, you know, in this world, you know, you really kind of um, narrowed in your focus into the complex world of brain injury. Um, and you know, you and I were talking a little bit about it just the other day, and we were talking about other fields of medicine, even more like, you know, some of the finite, maybe a little bit, tiny bit more, um, predictable work of of spinal cord injury. And, and you've chosen to really commit your, your life and career to brain injury. And I'm just curious, David, what motivated you to go in that direction a little bit? Sure. So it all really, I have to say, started in 12th grade of high school. I was taking a psychology course by Mr. Shaw, and it really fascinated me, the understanding the complexity of people, the complexity of the human brain, and all those interactions. So in college, I started off as a psychology major, but just something about it, I felt like I needed something a little bit more tangible. And right. that's what led me into a... Um, Neuro, basically a neuroscience major. And from there, I you know, volunteered in the hospitals. I have an uncle who's a physician and kind of all that led me into going to medical school at Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. And while in medical school, really enjoyed the neuroscience block and was thinking, okay, maybe I'll go into neurology. And it was I, in my neuro, did my neurology rotations found it interesting, found it fascinating, but I said, what's next? What happens? (laughs) And so one of the neurology docs said, check out PM&R, physical medicine and rehabilitation. So I, at the school's uh, hospital I was at, they did not have a PM&R department. They had uh, one physical med and rehab doc. So I was able to track him down, Dr. Tony Abel, and got connected over to uh, um, Vanderbilt University's Stallworth Rehab Hospital at the time. And Vanderbilt at the time had no rehab department. They had two or, th- two or three rehab docs kind of spread out in, within their inpatient system and their outpatient clinics. Uh, spent a couple weeks rotating with them and really loved every day of it. Loved the feel of the inpatient unit, loved working on the outpatient side. So. That's really led me to pursuing 
PM&R and it led me down to University of Alabama at Birmingham to do a PM&R residency. And again, I was really drawn to the more rehab part, the neurologic parts of rehab, um, more, more so than the kind of outpatient orthopedic musculoskeletal parts of it. Uh, fortunately, on my May I ask why? What, what, what about it drew you to it? Because I find that I'm drawn similarly. Uh, so I, I, I'm just curious, what was it about that, that that drew you so strongly? Sure. So I think when we talked a little bit ago, you, you mentioned the word inquiry. I think it was just the inquiry of it. You know, for the most part, we know anatomy. We know where things go. But the brain is still as much as we know is as much as we don't know. And Fortunately, on my brain injury rotation at UAB, um, Dr. Bruner said, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I just, or, I just uh, completed a master's, I think, in health administration, and I need to read something at night. So let's pick up this brain injury book. We'll go through about a chapter a week, and we'll, we'll discuss it. You know, whatever you want to discuss in it, we'll, we'll, go, we'll do that over the next three months. So really loved it, really found it fascinating. So when I was getting near the end of residency, I said, well, what's next? And brain injury is a relatively small field, not too many fellowships in it, but got a lot of encouragement to pursue the year-long fellowship that led me up to JFK Johnson Rehab Center in Edison, New Jersey, and where they have a large group of brain injury docs and really had good mentorship from Dr. Greenwald and his team up there. And that's really what led me into it, it was just the inquiry the joy of working with people and working with their families. And, you know, you say complex, yes, complex, but in a certain way, um, not so complex. You know, there's ways of, you know, fine tuning it, making it easy, making it understandable. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And what a journey that I love hearing uh, about how, uh, you know, people, uh, came to serve in the careers that they're in. It's it's always fascinating to hear kind of what led, and that is something that really strikes me about you is this is a sense of inquiry, and maybe that's where we really connected was we both kind of kind of sensed that. Um, so you know, for people that might be listening here, uh, David, these could be people that are professionals in the field, but they could also be individuals that may have suffered a brain injury or have had a friend or a loved one um, that has suffered a brain injury. Uh, what's a main message that you'd want for the listener to really take home um, from you and, and all of your professional experience? Sure. So my main message is let's turn brain injury, brain health, let's turn that complexity into something simple. Let's get back to the basics, the foundation. Before you build a structure, you focus on a strong foundation. A tree has many roots. So what does that mean for brain health? That means are people eating properly, proper mm. nutrition? Food is medicine. If someone's going to eat potato chips all day, that's going to affect the body. Exercise. Are people getting a little bit of movement every mm -hmm. day? We're not talking about running marathons every day. Little bit of movement, whatever's recommended. It you know goes back and forth, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, 40 minutes. Move, whatever you want to do, move a little bit. Get that heartbeat going. Try to move in whatever way one is able to move. And then sleep, proper sleep. Um, 
Look, mm-hmm. even someone without a brain injury, without any illnesses, if you don't sleep right, you're going to have a terrible day. Your interactions are going to be terrible. And we always talk about if you're going to change the world, start with your little corner. Well, if you're not doing well in your little corner, it's going to run downhill. Things are not going to go well. So we need to focus on the basics, foundational health, and build off of that. And with that, we want to also focus on prevention. Mm -hmm. We want to focus on preventing illness from happening so that we can maintain brain health and overall total body health. The biggest lesson I've learned is that in order to have good brain health, one must have good overall health. And specifically in brain injury, if we want the brain to heal well and to recover well, we have to focus on the body healing well. And so, you know, oftentimes I may have a patient who comes to rehab with pneumonia, with kidney failure, with high blood pressure, with diabetes, until all that gets under control, the brain struggles to thrive. So overall body health will let the brain thrive. Love, love, love it. And, and it really makes me think about, like you took something that is very complex and oftentimes really highly compartmentalized, which I think can be really challenging for um, some to hear and to process uh, because it can get, you know, if, if, if we focus down so low, we can lose that perspective. But what you're really suggesting, and I really like the way you said that, is control those controllables and really take care of the foundation. So that's just wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really going to help people um, uh, that might be in need of, of understanding that concept right now. Um, the... Uh, you know, clearly you've had some, some good mentors in your life. I can tell the way you, you speak with admiration for some of the, some of the people that you mentioned along your journey. Um, if there were some, you know, one or two maybe books or research papers that you read that really influenced you, I'd be curious to know what those might be. Sure. So really the, the first one, and this is a more of a later influence, it was a recent research article just published in March of this year of 2021 in JAMA Neurology. Mm. Basically, the title is Recovery of Consciousness and Functional Outcome in Moderate and Severe Traumatic Brain Injury. And what does it say? It basically, to sum this nice article up, they tracked about 18,000 patients through what's known as the Traumatic Brain Injury Model Systems here. And they found that about 80% of those patients that were enrolled within this study, within this tracking system, who had moderate and severe traumatic brain injury, 82% about recovered consciousness. So what does that tell us? It was really one of the first largest studies that really tells us people can improve. People in comas can improve. And it really tells Mm. us brain injury docs and all those that work with people who've had brain injuries, it it kind of verifies that what we do is working and is helping people. 
And on the other end of it, it tells people, don't pull that plug. Don't withhold care yeah. so soon. Things may change. Give it some time. I love that. Yeah. So, oh, my God. And, and can you send me that? Because I don't think I've seen that paper. After this, you can email. Yeah, just email it over me. Yeah. I won't ever read. Yeah. We'll do. We'll do. Sorry, continue. Continue. I think you had another. Yeah. So, so you know, I can't say this paper is what inspired me a number of years ago because it just came out. But it, it really tells us and shows us the value of what everyone in the brain injury field is doing. And it really gives a basis for us to continue, continue the research, continuing helping the patients. Um, and then again, you know, we talk about who, who've influenced me, who's inspired me. It's really, the list is too, too long to, <laughs> to name. There's you know, so many years of training we go through and the number of people we encounter and patients we encounter um, really kind of helps shape and guides us along this path to where we become. So, you know, I mentioned a few in the beginning on how I got into this. Um, another book that I think really highlights a lot uh, and what's influenced me was a book I read in high school. You know, we, had, we would have summer books we'd, we'd have to read. It was called Rocket Boys by Homer Hickam. Mm. And he grew up in West Virginia and, and basically coal mining country. And he was fascinated by rockets and NASA and wanted to pursue that. So it was really a, a story biographical about him and his group of friends that against all odds uh, developed their own rockets and made it to the state science fair and, and eventually pursued rocket science. And really what it teaches is perseverance and grit. And we all know patients who have sustained brain injuries and both for the patients and their families, it requires a lot of perseverance and a lot of grit. It, you got to be dedicated. You have to go to therapy. Uh, at, but at the end of the day, you get better. You I mean, get better David, I love, love it. I mean, you're such an interesting guy. You've got such a, you know, clearly high degree of intellect, but you really have a very interesting philosophical approach as well, which I really think is really cool, which really shapes some of the, you know, the behavior I see from you, which is so calm and, and, and so rooted in service, but yet also, I'm sure, extremely technical. It's a pretty rare balance that you've got there between, uh, between those two worlds. Thank you. You, you know, you, you, have, you have to be calm. It's, it's a field that can really get people excited, agitated, impulsive very quickly. Um, so it's kind of like that anchor that it kind of helps pull everything back down. Let's let's focus on what's going on. Let's focus in the moment. Let's change the moment to change the future. Love it, love it. Um, we'll definitely check out uh, that paper and and Rocket Boys as well. Um, if there was like, let's just keep it to the list of small. You know, if there's one or two things that 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 you'd like to see changed in the world of brain health, brain injury, you know, what, what might those be? Just one or two. Sure. I think we have to look at brain health and brain injury from a holistic perspective. We have to look at it from head to toe, not just the brain and the whole psychosocial component of patients and their families. 
Nobody's operating and performing in a vacuum. Despite COVID, with the vaccines, we're gonna be coming out of all this. We live in a world that we have to interact with and we have to focus on the overall picture, the overall story. So again, holistic approach and a preventive approach. Yeah. There's so many things we can control. Let's prevent. And I know you said two. I'm going to add a third. The third is education. Not just for those people who sustain brain injuries in their families, but also for the general community to the world about brain injury. I think there's a lot the world can learn about patients who have sustained brain injuries and lessons that can be learned. And I think there's a lot of lessons that families and patients with brain injury can learn from the world. It's, as it's all oftentimes said, brain injury is a hidden injury. You know, when someone has a broken bone, oftentimes you see the cast on. Right. You don't see that in a brain injury. Maybe you'll see a scar, but over time, hair is going to grow over it. Hats, all those things are going to cover it. It's a hidden injury. You're not going to see the cognitive, the emotional, the memory part. You're not going to see the challenges that might be happening at the home. Right. So to change the future, we have to focus on a holistic approach, yes. prevention, and education. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, you know, play that one back. And, you know, I am on board with that completely. And I think that clearly your efforts are, are working towards fulfilling uh, that. And, and, and so are ours. And I think most of our network, um, you know, are, are focused in the same way. Um, this is a really fun question. So get ready to smile. <laughs> okay. I'm always um, smiling, no? I know you are. That's why we get along so well. I like to smile too. Um, so if, if you had the crystal ball in the world of, of, of brain injury and brain health, um, what would the future look like? Let's say you could shape it the way you want to. And I have a feeling it's quite similar to the last question, but maybe a little bit different. Uh, what would that, you know, Dr. Glazer's in charge and control. What is the, what is the world of brain health and brain injury look like? Well, that's easy. I think you might be able to get a crystal ball off the internet so we could predict it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could. <laughs> but in truth, if I really had that much power, I would say, let's get rid of brain injuries. Let's get rid of illness. Let's get rid of sickness. Let's perfect this world as much as possible. So let's focus on all the good that can be done instead of focusing on, oh, what can we do to fix the injury? Let's take it a step further. Why does the injury even have to exist? Why does any Ooh. illness have to exist? Oh, man. Yeah. And it makes me think about one of my mentors in this work, who's actually a brain injury survivor. Um, I think I may have mentioned her before because she's really had an impact on me. And I've been fortunate to meet some like remarkable people like yourself who are doing the real clinical work in the hospitals and in, in the community. Um, but her whole thing, and I think it relates, is, you know, she ended up having a, um, a fungal infection. And she's actually, you know, studied by NIH, NIH right now. They thought it was a tumor, like a glioblastoma type thing, but turned out it was actually a very rare uh, fungal infection. And 
you know, she, she couldn't find uh, good cognitive rehabilitation that was focused on on, on deploying neuroplastic uh, strategies to improve higher order cognition. And that's mm -hmm. actually how our paths cross, because as you know, that's kind of what I, the, the work that I'm committed to. Right. And, and the term that she uses, and it really makes me think about some of what you were saying just now, and I love the term, is, is reclaim. So it's almost like she doesn't want to talk about the injury. She's just, she is who she is now. And, and you know, for better or worse, but actually a little bit better in some ways, um, she's going to reclaim as much as she's lost. And then she's going to move forward. We're not going to focus too far backwards looking behind, but we are going to focus forward. We're going to reclaim as much as possible and keep going and be the best Marietta that she can be. And, and, and I really think that resonates with, with what you'd said there, although you took it to the next level, which I love, you know, I, I love the way you said what you said and just thank you um, for sharing that. Cause I, I like that. Yep. Thank you for having me. I've learned a lot from you so far. It's been great. So um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, that's my son there. Uh, <laughs> Sounds cool. good. Hello. Hello. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, um, uh, if people are out there and and this message is really reaching them in in a very powerful way, and let's say maybe they're in the Virginia area and they have a loved one or they just want to get more information because I know that you also host a podcast. Um, how can people out there that want to reach out to you, get in touch with you and learn more about what you're doing and also support what you're doing? Sure. So the best way is to check out my podcast website, www.braininjuryanswers.com. Okay, and we'll make sure those are in the show notes uh, for everybody listening here. Those, those, that website will be in the show notes, so you'll be able to just click on it. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. And anywhere else that people might, you might want people to find you, or you can get everything through there. You can get everything through there. You'll even see a contact form, so you can write any questions in, and you know your questions may become the next uh, podcast episode. <laughs> All right. Excellent. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for you, too. So anything more that I can do to support you, too, you know, you know, I'm around and you know how to get a hold of me. So um, I just I I really appreciate the, the approach that you take uh, to this work in service of those families that you're working with. And, um, you know, in the future, we'll have to do we'll have to do this again. I learned a lot. I've got some reading to do and, um, you know, have a wonderful evening. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Don't forget to check back for a new Brain Mastery segment every week. Here's a sneak peek of our next thought-provoking interview. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest, you know, we have a vision at HeadCheck that we want every single athlete uh, that plays sports around the world to be afforded the appropriate concussion care. And, and so what that means is that whatever level you're at, if you're pro, if you're minor, if you're high school, if you're college, it doesn't matter uh, if you have a concussion that has occurred or you have a suspected concussion that's occurred, you get the correct care, the, the appropriate best practice policies are, are being followed. 
Um, and, and I think that's the, the vision that, that we have, you know, HeadCheck wants to play a, a big part in. Uh, you know, we think we've got some technology that can actually achieve that. And so now it's about, you know, making sure that uh, people aren't confused by what we're doing here, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and we're, not, we're not necessarily trying to change the game too much. We're just saying, hey, we've got all these rules, we've got all these tests, we've got all these mm-hmm. education modules. It's fine that, that we've got those and that's great that we've got those, but something has time together. Thank you so much for listening to the Brain Mastery Podcast brought to you by ABI Wellness. Be sure to follow us on social media channels at ABI Wellness. The statements made regarding the Bears platform and ABI Wellness have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The efficacy of the Bears platform has not been confirmed by FDA-approved research. The Bears platform is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All information presented here is not meant as a substitute for or alternative to information from healthcare practitioners. Please consult your healthcare professional about potential interactions or other possible complications before using any product. The Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act requires this notice.